What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of On the Power Play. It is me, your boy Brian, always joined by my fantastic co-host, Matthew Fisher. How we doing, good buddy? Great to be back, buddy. Great to be back, dude. So be back. I am so happy we are in the best month named after a song, named on, on a song, September. Do you remember? Cool. Exactly, exactly. We are rocking in September. Schools yeah. are back. You know. I wish the weather would catch up to the fact that it's almost fall. It's a little hot outside still for me. But, you know, the warmer it stays, the more golf you get to play. So I'm not going to complain too much. I mean, when we were back when we were back at school, like this time of year, is finally making that turn. Yeah, it was like mid-50s, like 60s by this time in the Poconos. It's yeah. weird because that's literally... I mean, specifically from where you live now and from where I used to live, that's only an hour north, hour and a half with traffic north, right? And the difference the difference in weather is so severe. I guess it's the elevation change, too, I, you would think, right? From the Poconos yeah. to Bucks County, Pennsylvania, but it's Close crazy. to the storms. Yeah. Totally. Just um, crazy that the change. It's almost like you went four hours north and you're like in Massachusetts. But uh, dude, hockey's almost back, man. I mean, hockey's the, almost back. The the rookie development camps are like this week. Uh-huh. Uh Flyers and Rangers are gonna have two rookie games on Friday and Saturday, and uh, Matt's gonna be there. Yeah, I'll be there on Saturday. So Absolutely I'm excited homie. to watch some uh, exciting youth hockey. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see uh. Kind of the star training camp and how everything starts uh hitting the hitting the tracks. Yeah, kind of everything starts to unfold. At this point in the in the season is is usually when fans start getting really excited about the the youth in the organization. Um, especially fans like Matt and I of the Flyers, who the youth is pretty much all there is to look forward to. Um, so you get to see a lot of those guys, see how they progressed with, you know, their their um development camp and stuff how they're looking at this point um who do you think is going to make the team who do you not think is going to make the team stuff like that um so those are starting up which is awesome a great for the league uh hockey's right around the corner uh we're gonna obviously get into some hockey news here a little short on on content but obviously we are right up on some major things happening uh you know reports out of camp etc uh the hockey canada thing is supposed to have something happen uh the the reports are that there's supposed to be some sort of uh, um news coming out of there uh it was supposed to happen last week it didn't um so like like we said before like we're always going to say we're not going to report on anything that we don't think is uh solid fact and or 100% correct we're not going to put any um random stories out there that we don't know are to be true so we haven't reported anything on it because there's nothing that i could or matt could or adam could solidify as fact nothing has come from hockey canada etc so that's why we're not throwing any news big news out about that um but that stuff's around the corner so we'll, we'll get into that as that time comes but for now we got some news stories for you but first and foremost a cool story about a Stanley Cup winning coach coming out of Matthew Fisher. Matt, please take the floor. <laughs> yeah, so people paint us a uh, word picture. Uh, paint, I gotta paint a picture. So people <laughs> kind of 
I don't understand, but a lot of people, a lot of people in the hockey world and who are part of the Flyers found a way to, you know, stay here and make the Northeast this part their homes. And one of the, you know, whether it's like going to Sea Isle, like a lot of players have houses down the shore, but Craig Berube, you know, former Flyer, former Flyer head coach, now coach of the St. Louis Blues, who obviously won a Stanley Cup mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. Um, still comes here for the summer and is a golfer, huge golfer, at one of the private country clubs in the Philadelphia area. And my brother uh, caddied for him two weeks ago uh, and during the weekend. And, you know, obviously, you know, he wanted a chance to, you know, mingle up with the chief. Cause, you got you 18 know, holes to do it. Got a whole exactly. round of golf. So um, he uh, kind of w- made his way in and be like, yeah, you know, fire season ticket holder, big hockey guy, like always been a fan of your chief, like a man. And then uh, – he started uh, asking questions about, you know, the cup run, like, you know, kind of how in the every, he kept everything moving together. And uh, one of the thing first questions he asked was, uh, my brother asked was, um, was he there when they uh, found the song Gloria? And that's a great question. Was, yes, that's a great question. And he goes, he was not there because. If people don't know the story, they found the song Gloria in a bar in Philadelphia when they came to town. I was flyers. at that game. Right. And, um, and so they found the song and they just kept, they just went on terror after kept it. Winning. So yep. he asked him, he goes, I wasn't there, but they just kept playing the song and kept playing the song. And I was like, why do they why do they keep playing this annoying fucking song? <laughs> but then he sort of he quickly stopped asking questions because they just went on an absolute heater and just, you know, wrote it to the to a cop. Keep and um uh, my brother then asked uh him um if he uh if he whips out his uh Stanley Cup ring from time to time. And Chief looked at him and he goes, Fuck no, bud. I haven't seen that thing since the moment I got it. It's in my storage. (laughs) It's like, oh man, dude. Could you imagine though? Like that's that's. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you keep going, but that's uh, such a weird concept because I was recently watching the Jason Kelsey documentary, and in the first uh, the first couple minutes, they're like asking him, "Hey, can we see the ring?" And he goes, "Now, if I were a Super Bowl ring, where would I be?" And it was like his office that had just shit everywhere. Just a weird concept that these, you know, athletes sole purpose as an athlete is to win the championship. And then they do. And they have no idea where the ring is. That's nuts to me. But what are you going to do? They just misplace a like $15,000 yeah. piece of jewelry. Like and plus but that much money plus. Right. So he's just like, yeah, I don't really ever see it. It's in storage somewhere. But, um, then he would talk. He talked about uh, when my brother and I uh, were at the uh, mm-hmm. Phillies game, and we ran into uh, you know the Flyers development and all the scouts. And he talked about uh, how we uh, started talking to Sammy Kapanen. And for those who don't know, Sammy has a son who plays for the St. Louis Blues, mm-hmm. Kasperi Kapanen. So he was just like, "Oh yeah, we got Kasperi. 
We got him in a trade with Pittsburgh. He's been doing well, so you know he like he likes Kasperi happening. Um, and I think it's uh it's just kind of funny how like you know you, you we watch the sport we kind of analyze like how players are and stuff, and then when it gets down to it, it's like most of these hockey guys are just chill as all hell could be, like mm-hmm. just extremely down to earth just extremely personable like yeah is and, it, they are what you see and not so. only that um but you know matt and i through our years of being flyers fans and you know going to things we've had the privilege of being able to go to events that the flyers have held where you actually get to meet players meet staff meet meet a bunch of people and you know matt's had the the pleasure of having some within the organization to remember him and remember conversations they've had Uh, And that's the kind of stuff that if you're a hockey fan, I highly suggest uh, going to the events that your favorite team hosts. Uh, Just whatever you can get to. They they always do a bunch of stuff, especially during the season. But, uh, you know, sometimes in the offseason, they'll they'll host some events where you get to meet players, staff, etc. Go to them. Honestly, they're always pretty much a good time. And the likelihood that you'll actually meet and get to know some players and staff is pretty high. These guys like remember their fans so that's you know i'll always suggest doing that um me and my dad every year when i was a kid went to the flyers wives fight for lives uh carnival which is a great carnival the the flyers wives put it together uh it's in the wells fargo center there's a bunch of stuff for kids to do and everything and there's players there player photos coaches etc uh broadcasters and i remember uh donald brashear and michael hanzus both remembering me from uh from a year that I went to the next one. So that was cool. Um, so that's, that's always stuff that I'll suggest to do, but yeah, I agree that these, these guys within, I know we, I, we almost idolize them in a way. I mean, we have an entire podcast about these individuals, but uh, they're pretty down to earth guys and they're not, not many professional athletes are the, Oh, I'm better than you type of athletes. There definitely are some, don't get me wrong. In some sports there are, but, uh, you know, in my experiences with uh, going to professional franchises, hosted events and meeting people within those franchises is, you know, guys are pretty down to earth and nice, you know. Yeah, it's, it's awesome to say. Yeah. And, I, uh, you know, it, it feels like it's happened a lot. Like this summer I met like, you know, you know, a lot of the development guys, you know, ask yeah. questions to Daniel Briere and Keith Jones at a couple, like a week before the draft. I got to talk to Sammy Kapanen. Uh, like he was shocked. He remembered, I remembered when he played, you know, I talked to Chris Stewart, Pat, Patrick Sharp, like, and that's, we've been talking about these guys first so many years and it, oh, yeah. you meet them and it's just like oh yeah it's yeah i play hockey like it, <laughs> yeah i just wound up being my job i guess yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's uh, it's awesome it's been a cool summer as far as uh you know getting to meet these people obviously the flyers have kind of been in a rough spell and uh you know they're kind of pre these uh the new ownership uh, a new era of orange and the more you i've talked to the player like danny danny briere and you know uh keith jones and the you know their scouts like sammy kapanen like they, they they have they have a true vision and not even talking to the young players like you know tyson forrester and, and cam york like 
these guys want to be here and they mm-hmm. want to turn this ship into a, a powerful hockey club in the NHL. Yeah. And no. you feel it and you feel that camaraderie. Yeah. And that's the first step is to have that camaraderie to be like, hey, we can prove these people wrong. Like we can be a powerhouse in this sport. Like mm-hmm. that's where it starts. And then yeah. obviously you got it takes a little bit of time to keep it keep the get the snowball moving in the right right direction. Right. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. But uh, that was an awesome story about about uh, Stanley Cup winning head coach uh, Craig Berube, chief as he's known. Chief, um, man, he's one of kind, dude. He is. You, you can't. You don't think you've met anyone who's just like, ah, oh, hate chief. Like, yeah, no, no. The, I don't think anybody's to hate him. Well, maybe some guys that had to fight him back in the day might not love chief, but I'm sure after the playing years, everything's fine after that. Um, all righty, let's get into that NHL news. I'm uh, going to start it off here with the Vancouver Canucks deciding to name their captain uh, going ahead and having Quinn Hughes replace Bo Horvat. Uh, the 23-year-old defenseman um, is the first defenseman to hold a position for Vancouver since 1990. Um, so how are you feeling about this move? I, I mean, I agree with it. I think that he's probably your best fit for captain, probably your best player, hopefully one of the guys in your leadership group. Um, I think this one just kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, it's definitely the right choice. Um, is it an early choice? A little bit. A little bit. You think Mitch, it's an early choice? A little early for me, because like Jack Hughes isn't captain in in uh New Jersey. Although I I think that that might happen probably relatively soon. Um, but. I like Quinn Hughes, don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm really wondering if the is he really the a leader on that team? I mean, you you watch kind of the, the issues that happen with that team. Is there really a leadership group? I'm not quite sure. I guess, you know, fans have had a better tune for that, but like I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's a pretty surprising, I mean, they added a new coach during the during the year of last year, adding Rick Tockett. Uh, Rick Tockett then went back to TNT to be a part of the broadcast crew, and uh, you kind of talked to um, uh, you kind of saw when he uh, asked uh, Jack and um, Luke Hughes after one of their playoff games like about Quinn and like their camaraderie, the uh, you know the lead by example of the the huge family shown on the ice when they play mm-hmm. and you kind of you saw the picture on the wall like he was trying to dig information of the type of player Quinn is um yeah. I, it, it has to be sort of like a as soon as Rick Tockett got there like Quinn Hughes just stood out like a sore thumb cuz when you're yeah. in a situation like where the Vancouver is like you got a lot of young players like the where the flyers are you got a lot of young players like the answer of who the leader is doesn't always show like right in your face that's kind of like where the why the flyers haven't named the captain yet because they really truly haven't seen one that's staring them directly in the face right and so i think quinn is that person that does stare you right directly in the face but like like i said it might take some time till he's a true force as as a captain instead right. of just being a captain. 
And, you know, not all captains are like your, you know, vocal leaders, your pump up guys, right? There are guys that just kind of go to work every day and show what a good work ethic and what good hockey looks like. And I think that probably is going to be Quinn Hughes more than being your, your, um, your vocal leader type of guy. Um, he just doesn't seem like the type to me. Um, but, you know, I think when you look at the Canucks organization, I think they did need to kind of hammer down who the leader of the players is going to be. I think it was a good move. I think it might've been a little early to be Quinn Hughes, but I can see it. I can see it being the, um, being the right move in the long run, but I've, I honestly, the Canucks are just kind of in a weird spot as a, as a organization. So I'm interested to see what kind of goes on this year. Cause really they could teeter either way. They could be, they could be a good team. They could be a bad team. I'd like, I, I really can't, nail down who these Canucks are right now. Um, they're definitely, they're definitely younger than they were and they, they have lost some pieces, but uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see where they go moving from here uh, to keep on keeping on. Here's some interesting news out of the uh, Columbus blue jackets organization. Um, according to ex NHLer and current podcaster on the spit and chicklets podcast on barstool sports, uh, Mike Babcock has uh, apparently been looking through players' phones. Um, here's here's the story as it's as it's said on the on the uh, Spit and Chickens podcast here from Paul Bissonnette. Quote: He gets to Columbus, and one of the first things he does is he calls in Boone Jenner, the captain of the team, and he says, "Let me see the photos in your phone. I want to know the type of person you are." First reaction. I mean, first reaction. Well, there's what? a lot of things that might be missed. I feel like, like yeah, there's got to be like some what he's actually to, means by right. I want to see the type of person you are. Like he wants to be like the type of family you have, like the type of animals, like that sort of things. Like I don't know if he's looking for like a a nude from a, a hookup or some right. some ridiculous thing like that. I don't know if he's looking at something like that. Um. I think it probably has to be blown out of proportion to the oomph degree. Like, yeah. Especially because, uh, like, I mean, there are law, like, rights. Like, yeah, of you course. You aren't forced to show your quote unquote employer right. uh, your photo gallery. Like, you're not, for- even though he is your coach, he's not, you're not forced to do it. Yeah, especially a guy like Boone Jenner. Like, dude, you're a, you're a longtime NHLer and the captain of the team. You can be like, I'm not showing you my phone. You know what I mean? And right. and the um after the story kind of blew up a little bit and everybody was calling for like Mike Pabcock's head, uh, he and Boone Jenner uh released statements. Uh his is obviously gonna be like, No, I wouldn't do that. But I think the important one to look at here is uh Jenner's. He said, quote, while meeting with Babs, he asked me about my family and where I'm from, my upcoming wedding, and hockey-related stuff. He then asked if I had pictures of my family, and I was happy to share some with him. He showed me pictures of his family. I thought it was a great first meeting and a good way for us to start to build a relationship. To have this blown out of proportion is truly disappointing. Um, <laughs> truly now, disappointing. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is, you know, just fucking Boone Jenner, Mike Babcock, and the, the Columbus organization trying to sweep this under the rug. Um, but it, it, the, the name has kind of come out about who told biz this, um, uh, there's a couple of reports that I'm hearing that is Mike Commodore, uh, who played under Mike Babcock for a while. Um, 
And he he then, you know, Ryan Whitney took to oh no, this is from yeah, Ryan Whitney took to Twitter or X. Sorry, it's not Twitter anymore, X. Um, and he said, quote, when players from Columbus make a statement that the characters characterizations of Babcock from Biz and myself are false, just know that's bullshit. I feel bad putting the players in a tough spot, but Babcock is a complete weasel and shouldn't be coaching in the NHL. But that's a pit that's opinionated. That's a, that's like, a full opinion, right? Yeah. Like this is like, the kind like, of stuff that we're trying to not be as a podcast. Obviously, they carry way more weight being ex-NHLers and having the access to players that they do. But this feels like they're really missing the mark here on really? trying to uncover something. Like if they if they truly felt that they were doing their due diligence and trying to do a favor to players who have played for Mike Babcock and there's seriously something going wrong. Don't talk about it on your podcast and then take to, to Twitter, right? Like go to the NHL PA who I'm assuming you're still a member of being a former player and have a formal investigation be, be taken in. Right? Like it's one. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things. Like, you, you're like you're basically saying be like he doesn't belong in this league and doesn't belong in this league. Well, if you kind of look at the NHL, there's probably a lot of people ca- you can look at their character wise and say like they don't belong. Quote unquote, the they probably don't deserve to be playing professional sports. Right. But yet they just kind of always turn a blind eye because uh-huh. they're able to fit a role in the locker room they play. Right. Like there, there's, you know, obviously I'm throwing out rumors and all and what I hear, but there were rumors that I heard that Tony D'Angelo, when he was a kid around this area, like beat the shit out of his coach. Yeah. Like there's a rumor flying around and that, you know, it wouldn't probably wouldn't surprise people if it was true. Um, But like you can make that, hear that opinion and hear those, that information be like, you know, does does that person deserve to be playing professional sports? And you can make your opinion on that. <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, he's still playing professional hockey, and that's not going to change. So, what's, what's a little unfortunate about this, and I, you can kind of already see the writing on the wall, is this is going to continue to get blown out of proportion. I do. I think that Mike Babcock's going to lose his job. No, I don't. But. This is going to get completely blown out of proportion because of the size of the Spit and Chicklets fan base. And there's going to be a bunch of players who don't need to be caught in the crosshairs right now. Like their buddy Johnny Gaudreau plays for the for the Blue Jackets, right? Like they got friends that play on that team that they they're putting in a tough spot right now. That team is trying to find some traction into being good. Because last year was kind of a shit show for them. They're trying to gain something. They got a new coach. They're trying to improve as an organization and a team. And this is just not going to be helpful for a bunch of those guys on that team who are going to get kind of caught in the crossfire here of what is really a baseless story until people start coming out and, you know, reports have been filed or, or whatever and the NHLPA gets involved. These are just baseless claims. And just hearsay arguments, you know, like it, I I hate to get back on the high horse here, but like, this is the kind of stuff in sports media that irks me a little bit. Like they have, 
yeah. you can say whatever you want and then kind of right. not have to be like you know say you're sorry when right. you're kind of shown that you know you're just viewing crap and not only that but like the specifically the guys who are former players who have media credibility the the abuse that you see sometimes like I'm sure they they got this information from somewhere or someone who is a former player or current player. But take a moment to realize the 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 grip you have on hockey media and maybe don't do something like that. Right. Like there's a reason there's like the Elliot Freeman's and the Jeff Merrick's of the hockey culture world and the Ryan Whitney's and the Paul Bissonnette's. And they're completely opposite. And they show two completely different sides of the hockey community. And the one, no offense to those two former players, I I listened to their podcast before. It didn't always used to be like this. It, it feels like now they just like tell these stories to kind of stir the pot in the league. I don't know. It, it is it is what it is. I don't know what your opinion on is on it. It's more but... stirring the pot to the fans. Right. Because it's right. easy it's easy to stir the pot to the fans because the fans are looking to have the, the pot be stirred. Right. Players right. are more like players are pretty good at blocking out the noise. Like that's fair. And, at that's least fair. NHL players are. You can look at like NBA players and NFL players. And, you know, MLB players, kind of like the divas who are, like, always in the know of what's being said about them, which I don't right. know why would you put the pressure – why would you put yourself through that? But hockey players, like, you know, like, obviously you, we use the example of the Flyers. Like, it hasn't been pretty talk about the team, uh, the organization, and the individual players. Now, as an individual player, like, you can't listen to that stuff. Like right. you can, you just gotta go about it with a, you know, your own positive mindset. Like you can't just listen to what like some Joe Schmo on the comment section wants to fucking run his mouth. Like, right. what's the point of that? Like right. with with spitting chiclets and you know some exactly. guys who are like understand that those people are are listening to them. You know, it's it's much easier to stir the pot through them. Right. But, you know, it kind of just it shakes things up in an organization that didn't need it right now. You know what I mean? Um, so I, it is what it is. Uh, they have any publicity is good publicity right, when you're right. talking and, about the Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's be let's be really here. Well, that and also you can talk about Barstool Sports. Any publicity is good publicity. They've done that their entire tenure as a as a media uh, company. So right. it is what it is. We can't get lost in, in it. But that was just a weird story out of Columbus and out yeah, of Yeah, I mean it's like these you know most most of the team hasn't even met each other probably right. yet. Like I'm pretty sure training camp's like in a week or two or Yeah, training camp that. hasn't even started yet. I mean, yeah, I'm sure so. they've had optional skates, but like it's about it, you know. Right. So as far as you know just putting you know person on blast. And then again, you know, Mike Pabcock has been known to do some weird things. I mean, it's looking fair. back at Looking back at Toronto, he had uh, Mitch Marner list his teammates from first to last and of uh, hard working, like hard, who's the hardest working player on the team. He had a play. He had a young player list off who he thought was the toughest player. 
Of course, yeah. he put himself, Mitch Marner put himself like glass or some bullshit like well, yeah. that. I mean, that's what you're gonna yeah. do. Well, you but you don't put you don't put a player in that sort sort of scenario. No, but no. yeah, and, and look, if there's validity that comes out of this, then sure, um, we can't we can't talk too much about it, right? But the thing is, is just right now it's baseless and it's it just is pretty unnecessary when you think about it. But we digress. Uh, to keep moving forward here, last bit of news. Um, some more weirdness coming out of the KHL and the Russian side, um, as far as uh, highly touted prospects are concerned. Uh, again, it seems to be with the Flyers for some reason. Uh, but Flyers prospect Matvey Mitchkov uh, was sent to hockey club Sochi uh, when he was supposed to be playing with the basically the Big Red Machine, whatever you want to call it. It's Moscow's team, SKA St. Petersburg. Uh, after getting healthy scratch three games in a row after playing the first game of the season, uh, the 18-year-old will return to Sochi on loan for the second consecutive year after scoring 20 points in 27 games there last season. Uh, his 0.7, uh, 0.74 point per game spell with Sochi last season was among the most productive seasons by a teenager in KHL history. Um, I mean, what's with the weirdness in Russia? Can we just have something, I, I, at least Russian hockey, I'm not going to get into any sort of politics, but... Um, like, can we not have something just normal happen in the KHL, right? Like, can't we just have some normalcy, please? But what what is normalcy? Define normalcy in a in a league that's not that has never been normal, has been known to be even farther from normal than perceived to be. I mean, I really think the NHL and the KHL need to have. Like, instead of having a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, um, like an agreement in, in, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Agreement in principle about like prospects moving from the KHL to the NHL. Like, now it's getting to the point where it's becoming very clear the KHL no longer wants to send their talent to North America. Instead of letting, North American teams draft these players who who knows if Russia's going to let them leave. There's got to be some agreement made between these two leagues that they will have some sort of approval process or something where there's not going to be these issues anymore, right? Like, because this to me feels like, oh, this guy wants to leave to go play in North America. We're going to bury him on a bad team instead of one of the best teams in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's also a player that could probably elevate a bad team into a, a good team because he's you know that good. Um, yeah, but that's not I, how they're thinking. You know what I mean? I guess so. Um, There's no as, way they're thinking. As far as the situation, I mean, I don't like to think. I don't like to speak for people. But I mean, he Matthew Mitchkoff has made it clear he wants to play in North America. So right. as far as whatever team he plays for in Russia. I don't think he's going to care as long as he continues to progress as a professional athlete. And um, just realize, you know, if once his contract runs out, he'll be able to come over. Um, As far as a fan and a Flyers fan, I guess this is kind of the the nuisance of drafting a a player with high praise in Matt Faye Mitchkoff. 
Like I'm so I'm so sick and tired of hearing all these clickbait articles and all this rumors and what he did tonight on a, yeah. in a game. Like I'm like, bro, I could not care less what happens in the KHL in Russia. Like I'm happy we drafted Mafe Mitchkov. I'm super excited. I can't wait for him to be here. I don't know when that's going to be. And as far as me not knowing when that's going to be, I'm going to focus about the prospects that we have in North America and that are, you know, going to try and make an impact, whether it's like Emil Andre, Tyson Forrester, you know, Bobby Brink, you know, and the list goes on and on, you know, right. Elliot Desnoyers, you know, players that are looking to have a chance to make the team this year. And as far as, you know, you know, me laying out some frustration of just seeing all this clickbait bullshit of what Maffey Mitchkov does in Russia, like like I'm really gonna care. I hope Tomcast Spectacore or the Flyers can find a way to write a somewhat blank check to get him out of there. Because I think that's probably they're going to have an opportunity to do that. Right. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I I just kind of hope uh, you know, obviously you know you, we want to keep re- the rebuilding process going, but now this pretty it's pretty clear that once Mafe Mitchkov gets here, like he's going to make an immediate impact. So that's the hope. I guess yeah, that, for Flyers fans, yeah. Right. So it's uh let's hope they can find a way to write a blank check. Yeah, yeah. I mean there's there's really no feasible reason why it should take longer than two or three years. Uh but it's just it's I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. I'm worried about the whole getting them out of Russia thing. I just don't know how it's gonna go, especially after the Ivan Fedotov stuff. They always um, get they always get out, man. You look at Caprice. They don't always get out, man. Fedotov's still do. over there. Yeah, but that's a goalie. Like they don't care about goalies. I mean they, they do. They do. They 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 do. Clearly they do. They, they sent him to Siberia. But you look at as far as the players, the best Russian hockey players in the world don't play in the KHL. They play in North America. Because it's and the best league. Yeah, and, and that's, that's and that's the thing, but the but that's where the KHL gets salty because they want to be the best in the world. But they're not even close. No, they don't even they're like they're honestly the I heard the Super League in Sweden is like better. Yeah, so. Austin Matthews went there. Yeah, so who knows? We'll find out as Russia continues to do Russia things. Um, but definitely exciting with prospects and stuff starting to come to camp. Everybody's starting to watch hockey again, starting to follow hockey news again. It's exciting stuff. But as always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you every time you hit play on an episode. We love you guys for doing so. Go ahead oh, and yeah. us on our socials uh, at OTPP pod on both Instagram and X. Uh, we do also have a Twitch that Adam is about to start accelerating on again uh whenever he gets this free time after his uh baseball gig is up that is twitch.tv backslash on the power play go ahead and follow his stuff there he does a lot of cool creative things with nhl um he's got a lot of stuff on video on demand so def- definitely check the vods uh those are on there for for watching from what he doesn't has done in the past but get excited for what he's gonna do in the future again as always thank you so much for listening and we out